But you know, the toughest thing is to love somebody who has done something mean to you, especially when that somebody has been yourself. Have you ever done anything mean to yourself? Well, it's very important to look inside yourself and find that loving part of you. That's the part that you must take good care of and never be mean to because that's the part of you that allows you to love your neighbor. And your neighbor is anyone you happen to be with at any time of your life. Respecting and loving your neighbor can give everybody a good feeling. So glad that you're here with us today. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in. If it's your first time, know this, that you are officially a Hope Dealer. You are a part of our family. So thank you for hanging out with us. If you haven't done so yet, please click the like button. Uh, and then also hit that share button and send this to your friends, your family, those in your neighborhood. Anyone that you know could just use a good dose of hope. Send this out. Uh, we have been encouraged by how far these messages have went in the last uh, few months that we've been doing these and connecting in this way. Uh, we have come to the point to where we understand that Hope Community has, beyond, has moved beyond four walls. And now we're anywhere that we connect. So right now, if you're at home with your family, that's a Hope Community. If you're in your car and you're listening or you're uh, watching this on your break at work, guess what? That's a Hope Community. <laughs> if you're just hanging out, no matter where it's at, and you've got one of these videos playing, guess what? That's a Hope Community. You're spreading hope. You are doing the work of a Hope Dealer in that moment. And so we are moving beyond just a, a, a central place we're, we're, we are working to be everywhere that we go, and it's been so awesome to hear the testimonies that's been happening. Uh, we have started a brand new series that goes right along with uh, what it means to be a hope community, and that is, Won't You Be My Neighbor? What does it mean to be a good neighbor? Last week we looked at some scriptures in 1 John where it talked about being a good neighbor starts with love, okay? It starts with love in our connection with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in that relationship, and that love pours into us, and we learn to love ourselves, right? Um, and then we learn to allow that love, that agape, to flow from us to that pouring out, that, that giving of everything out of us, and flow into our neighborhoods and those that we come into contact with. Uh, kind of like what Mr. Rogers was talking about in our Selah moment this morning that sometimes we're so hard on ourselves and we're even mean to ourselves uh, and we got to learn to stop and love ourselves for who we are and grow from there. That way when we connect with other folks, we actually love them in that same way. When we learn to love ourselves and all our junk and all our stuff <laughs> and we start growing, we learn to love other people and all their junk and all their stuff. Okay, so today we are going to look at a passage of scripture in Ephesians and we're going to see how in this expression of love that flows from us, something begins to happen and we begin to honor and trust 
okay? So let's dig into Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to start with verse 24, okay? It says, You must clothe yourself in that new person which was created to resemble God with the righteousness and holiness springing from the truth. Since therefore you have cast off what is false, you must, every one of you, speak the truth to your neighbors. For we are united to one another like the parts of a body. Be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil or to the deceiver. Let the person who steals steal no longer, but rather let him toil with his hands and honest work so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Never let any foul word pass from your lips, but only such good words as the occasion demands so that they may be a help to those who hear them. And do not grieve God's Holy Spirit, for it was through the Spirit that God sealed you as His against the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, passion, anger, brawling, and abusive language language be banished from among you, as well as all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, ready to forgive one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. What an awesome passage for things that are happening right now in this moment, in this season of cynicism and mistrust and anger and bitterness. Man, does this scripture speak to us as hope dealers, and how we should relate to our neighbors. So let's check this out, okay? At the beginning, it says we must clothe, our, clothe ourselves in that new person which was created to resemble God. Jesus is the mirror, and he shows us who we are actually. He shows us our true self, right? Shows us that we're created in the Father's image, that we're created in love. That what it shows us as the fruit of the Spirit, that those are actually our characteristics. Jesus mirrors that to us and shows us this is who we really are. And so that's who we, are, that's who we strive to be, or that's who we, you know, we, we put on those clothes. And it says that since we've cast off all falseness, that we should speak truth to our neighbors. Speaking truth leads to trust. Okay? He said we should speak truth to our neighbors because we are all united as one. We're all human, created in his image. And so there should be an honor and a trust between us. And I know that's hard to do, but I'm reading this book called Humanity um, by, actually, I'm, I'm wrong. See, I'm pulling it right from my shelf. I'm reading a book called Humankind by Rutger Bregman, where he breaks down and, sh and, and, and starts showing... Uh, throughout history and, and using statistics and using all this scientific data showing that for the most part, like 95% of the time that humanity has actually done and done good things, worked together to bring about better things and has been good neighbors more times than the 5% of the time when they've actually done stupid stuff. And the reason why we think that everybody is doing bad stuff and is not good is because there's so many outlets to show the 5% of the bad stuff happening. That actually the world today is actually doing good and actually doing positive stuff. That there's so much good happening, but because we focus so much on the negative, the cynic, the cynicism happening, that it's producing this mistrust with one another. And that if we would actually open our eyes, 
and actually do what Scripture is saying here, if we would actually speak truth, speak the good, that we would begin to move away from cynicism and actually trust one another again. Because for the most part, people are good. That doesn't negate that there's bad stuff that happens, that there's bad things that stoop, that happen sometimes and stupid things that people do. But in the bigger picture, more than likely, people move in the good. All right? So, he goes on to say, be angry and not sin. Don't let the sun go down on the anger. Don't let the sun go. Don't let the sun, don't let the day pass while you being angry. Why? Because that's just going to eat you up on the inside and make you mistrust your neighbor more. Think about if you have an argument with your spouse and you're angry and you don't talk it out and you stew on it and then you sleep on it. What happens? You wake up the next morning and you're angry and there's anxiety and all kinds of stress and all this stuff and then you start fighting more. Where if you would have talked it out, no matter how uncomfortable it is, if you would have just talked it out, it would have caused the mistrust and the cynicism to fall and opportunities for your love to grow. So that's what uh, Paul is talking about here. He goes on to say, uh, don't give any opportunity. And he uses, uses the word devil. The Greek word there is deceiver. And it's actually talking about anyone or thing that would lead you away from the good and truth. And that could even be yourself. You could be the deceiver in this picture. Don't give any opportunity to the cynicism side of you, to the, to the, uh, to the mistrustful side in you, to the side of you that wants to hold on to that false identity that you had before you met Christ. Anything that would try to, sh to show up that would get you to not love your neighbor. That's who this is talking about. So don't give any opportunity to that. Um, it says, let the person who steals steal no longer, but rather let him toy with his hands and do honest work so that they could give to other people, right? To be a good neighbor, to help others. Starts talking about the words that come from our mouth. Don't let Foul talk. Don't let anything that's going to put somebody else down or hurt somebody with their language, get rid of it because it's of new use. But just use good words for the occasion that you're in. It's not telling you to lie, but it's telling you to use the good words that in that conversation, in that moment with your neighbor to lift them up, to make them feel good. And then it says, and this is something that's constantly misunderstood. Do not grieve God's spirit, for it was through the spirit that God sealed you as his against the day of redemption. What's he saying? He's basically saying, hey, listen, if you're claiming to be a Christian, then never let what comes out of you hurt somebody else. Your words, your actions, how you deal with other people. Don't let that happen because you are a representation. So don't grieve that representation, that spirit that has sealed you. Don't grieve, don't, don't grieve that or don't, don't uh, harm that reputation. It doesn't mean that you're not going to make a mistake. It means like let, let, be trustworthy. Be, be um, ones that, uh, that give hope and not ones that put other folks down. 
He's like giving. He's like, hey, listen, this is this is this is going to hurt the message of hope if you constantly are talking and doing things that are counterproductive to the peace and the hope that you talk about. So in other words, if you're going to do this, if you're going to be a hope dealer, then be legit and be a hope dealer. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have a bad day. Doesn't mean that you're going to mess up every once in a while. Doesn't mean that you're never going to be angry. It just means let your life, when it comes to the complete part of it, let it be yes. Let it be hope. Let it be uh, hopeful talk that lifts other people. And if you have a spot in your life where you have said some things that have hurt people, then apologize for it. And show how um, forgiveness and, and those things work. See? Even mistakes can be turned around and, and be brought about for the good. And then he gets into the nitty-gritty. He says, let all bitterness, passion, anger, brawling, and abusive language be banished from among you as well as malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, ready to forgive one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. And it's not a coincidence that's, that that's there because he's trying to show us that doing the opposite of this, walking in bitterness, walking in passionate anger, brawling and abusive language, uh, not being kind and tenderhearted, those things grieve the message of hope. They give it a bad name. And so I want to read this again everybody in Facebook land and everybody out there on social media that's listening right now that wants to get into this cynicism and mistrust that's a part of this season that call themselves a Christian. I want to read this to you again. Hear this. Let all bitterness, passion, passionate anger, brawling, abusive language be banished from among you as well as all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, ready to forgive one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. Maybe we should take some time to remember that when we get ready to post something, to argue, to fight. Um, maybe we should remember, hey, we should walk in the forgiveness that's been given to us. And even though that person on the other side of the screen who we'll probably never meet in our entire life has a different opinion than us and might vote for somebody different than us or see things differently, guess what? They're still a human being. They're still created in the image of God. And whether you agree with them or not, you still should walk in the forgiveness that was given to you. That's so good. And that, my friend, is being a good neighbor. And doing these things that we read about here in Ephesians 4 is going to build trust. So what I want to share with you is just a few things. Uh, a few things that keeps us from understanding our neighbor and even walking in connection with them. One way that we fail to understand our neighbors is fear. We tend to fear what we don't understand. We come into contact with somebody that's completely different than us, that sees things differently from us. We tend to fear it and want to either run away from it or fight it. And that fear can actually lead to hate and discrimination. And so we need to overcome that fear. And like you know what we were just reading about in that passage is we got to start seeing people through forgiveness. We have to start seeing people through what we've been given and understand that humanity is created in his image. And so even though we might not agree and might see things differently, we're still created in the image of the Father. And that should be honored. Okay, so that will overcome that fear of differentness. 
And we can learn from our differences. It's really how we grow. If you want to build muscle, you need resistance. You need something that's different. Resistance doesn't mean arguing with it. Resistance means give and take. Here's another one. Self-centeredness. Self-centeredness. We think about ourselves way more than other people. And and we should, listen, self-reflection, taking care of ourselves, um, you know, loving ourselves, that's a good thing. But all of those things should pour out of us to where we actually can reach out to other people and love them. If we try to hold that all in and just focus on ourselves and leave others out, it's actually going to do a counteractive work in us and puff us up and make us prideful. So one way to overcome self-centeredness is try to see things or try to see things from another person's perspective. It's called empathy. Try to feel how they feel. See how they see. See their viewpoint. Failure to appreciate differences leads to war. Leads to war with other people, war with your neighbors. Start seeing things from that person's perspective and it'll open you up to their world to where you can actually help where there needs to be help, shut up when you need to shut up, and listen when you need to listen. Learn to respect and recognize everyone's unique qualities. All right? Our job isn't to cast folks out and even try to make them in our image, but we should be celebrating one another and each other's uniqueness. And when we start combining our uniqueness, we'll start seeing wins in our neighborhood. We'll start seeing change. We'll start seeing life spring up where there was no life. We'll start seeing hope spring up. Another thing that we fail to see in each other is actually our similarities. We tend to focus so much on our differences that we miss out on our similarities. How we're actually uh, have some connection. So what we need to do is we need to recognize those things. We need to recognize the times that we have the same feelings or we celebrate the same wins or we uh, connect in the same ways. Even the simple stuff like recognizing that we might like the same sports team or like the same kind of, you know, whatever. Those similarities bring connection and it helps us to work out those differences and causes us to grow. So... I hope some of this stuff helped today. I hope we can uh, learn to be a good neighbor and have a heart that wherever we go, that we kind of have that song in the back of our head. Won't you be, please won't you be my neighbor in this season like never before. uh, We need to have uh, the heart of Mr. Rogers. Uh, to where the folks that we see across the street, the folks that we meet at work, the folks that we meet uh, even when we're, when we're away from where we normally are, everyone that we come into contact with, those are our neighbors, and we want to bring life and hope everywhere we go. Cool? So, this coming Tuesday uh, is The Dwelling. We started doing those on the first and third Thursday of the month. 
And Lindsay and I are so excited to dig into this book over the next coming weeks called Learning to Walk in the Dark by Barbara Brown Taylor. We're just going to be getting into the introduction. And uh, so you'll have time to go grab this book from your local library or maybe your a library app or you can uh, download it to your Kindle or if you need to get a hard copy like Lindsay and I like to have because we like to highlight and stuff, uh, you'll have time to grab one. Uh, and I'll put some links for some places for you to get it. But man, this book is so good and uh, we're gonna learn how to not be scared of the dark, but to actually learn and grow from it. And we're gonna be talking about those things. So it was so good to have you today. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, if you need anything, prayer, if you, if you have a need, please do not be afraid to ask. Message us on here. Uh, if we don't have the answer, if we don't have a way to help, we will connect you with people that can. Uh, like I said, we are a hope community and we want to work together. And we want you to know that we see you, we love you, no matter where you are at. Uh, no matter what you've been called before, no matter how other people have seen you, listen, we see you and we say that you are loved, you're valued beyond measure, you're created in the image of Father, and uh, you have a connection with us. Uh, you can call us family. So thank you for hanging out with us. Check out wearehopecommunity.com for more resources. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. We will see you Tuesday night live at 7 o'clock. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure.